Hesedim is a series of reflection, usually reflecting on an issue in the society in the light of the words of scripture. You're welcome to join us each time and to send your questions or comments by way of a voice note. Look forward to hearing you and speaking with you. By the time we got going fully at the Mindola congregation on Thursday afternoon, there were some 100 school leavers present who had taken their grade 12 or O-level exam during 2021. The congregation had announced on Sunday that those who had taken their O-level examination and have received their results, whether they were successful or not, were being invited to meet with me on Thursday at 16 hours. At 16 hours on Thursday, there were 56 school leavers. 20 had five or more O-level subjects and 36 did not. I had taken along with me as interviewers 28 third-year theology students, members of my theology and development class. The project arose out of a class discussion in which I inquired whether or not on the weekend before, when the exam results had come out, any of them had been part of a worship service in which the students who succeeded or those who failed were mentioned for prayers in church. None of them had. I pointed out that this, that O-level results are the most decisive determinants of the future of individuals in Zambia. Unsuccessful Zambian students cannot go forward to the job market or to higher education or anywhere else in Zambia without five O-level subjects and there is no way around it. The task given to the students was to seek to develop a project through which local congregations can play roles to mitigate the impact on students, especially among the poor, of failing their O-level examinations. So I met with the pastor of the Mindola congregation, who is Tanzanian, Reverend Daniel Mboy and who had just become pastor of the congregation. And he graciously invited me to meet with members of the church executive. The members of the executive not only enthusiastically accepted our offer to meet with their school leavers at the church, they called it a miracle and granted our request to meet with the school leavers. They announced, the, announced it the following Sunday and arrange for the school leavers to meet us on the Thursday afternoon. The announcement came before we, myself, and my theology and development class were ready to meet with the students who had sat their O-levels. But here we were. The church was full of young people, some of whom came armed with their certificates, their O-level certificates. 
my team was invited was divided into two groups one group met with the successful candidates and the other groups met with the unsuccessful candidates the ratio between the two groups was stark 70 of our 100 students were the unsuccessful candidates at their o level and 30 out of 100 were the successful candidates the breakdown was exactly and precisely the margin in jamaica um, when I became head of the National Youth Service in 1999, 67% of all high school leavers had not a single CSEC subject to their name. This was the case during the 1999-2001 period. At that time, we were given the mandate to tame the rate of unattachment among Jamaican youth. We did the survey and made the findings. It was part of a mandate to fix those ratios. The only difference with Jamaica and Zambia is that there were options available for them to get on with their lives in Jamaica. In Zambia, there are few, if any, other options for school leavers who are unsuccessful. 70% of the population, based on exam results, are confined to the margins for the rest of their lives. On the following day, a student took me to see his family farm eight hectares of land in rural Chingola. When we got to Chingola, he pointed out the business place of the former member of parliament and former Minister of Energy in the Patriotic Front Administration, a certain Mr. Matthew Nkua. Is he still your MP, I asked. No, he replied. He was ineligible to run again. Why was that, I asked. It was discovered he did not have five O-levels, he said. He had got ahead in life with a trade certificate. The trade certificate was developed to give the kind of technical vocational option to the O-level. But he has not been accepted, but it has not been accepted in Zambia as such. He had built, on the basis of the trade certificate, a successful business and a successful political career. But Zambian rules say you have to have O-levels. He was ineligible to continue as cabinet minister or run again as member of parliament. In the church hall at the Mindola congregation, the school leavers were anxious to tell their stories to the theological students who conducted the in individual interviews. We wanted to know their results, their plans, and therefore their needs for support. They were forthcoming. One of the remarkable features of the gathering is that some of those who came were adults who had their own, who had taken their their O levels many years ago. They were adults who had their their children of their own. They still wanted to get their O levels, or as they put it, their grade 12 certificate. They wanted to see if they could get help 
to do so. People ought not to have the door shut on them for their whole rest of their lives. We will do the statistical digest of what the group told us that their needs were and their plans. Some will need assistance to pay for their repeat of all levels. Some will need help with completing their college application process. And some will need help with extra lessons. But those are minor problems. Whatever they need and whatever needs to be done for them, a new set will come along next year. The bigger problems are structural in nature. Zambia has committed itself to keeping the majority of its young people as low-skill, low-wage people and a small 30% who are professional. That is in keeping with a certain investment profile and in order to keep faith with their colonial past. It seems to me that this is at the heart of the Zambian problem. The weeding out of its people does not begin at all levels, but earlier, from grade 7, students are being weeded out because they have to pay fees for everything relating to their education. Nothing is free, and they have no money. Their parents have no money, so they often drop out. No single project can reverse that. That is a conversation for the Zambian people to have with themselves. I believe that churches can and ought to help in that conversation. I tell my students that the orientation to the ministry, which, that, which they are being given as ministers of the word and sacrament, is inadequate. They are being trained to be liturgists, responsible to conduct worship service, administer sacraments, and deliver sermons. There needs to be an engagement with the lived reality of the people in the way that brings the grace and power of God to bear upon their realities in liberating and transforming ways. There is a profoundly more important role for the church and a desperately needed task to empower, liberate, and secure the dignity of the people that are made in the image of God. I, for one, believe that in the near term, Zambia could do with an international modeling that the Americans perfected, which is the community college model, which includes open enrollment in higher education to unleash the potential of its people for their economy and society and the world. Two features of the community colleges that the Americans used to good effect since the 1900s are the fees were free or greatly subsidized and that they allowed for open enrollment. In this way, it functioned as if it is the start of their academic career. In this way, community colleges were a source of training much needed for the labor force. And it was the launch of the academic career of many. We need to be part of a world movement where the underclass have no impediments 
ahead of them and they can unleash their potential for the good of humanity. Amen.